buffoons and i am spider-man you are not spider-man i am spider-man we learned from this movie there are multiple spider-mans and i'm one of them i have neither seen you swing from a web or perform epic feats of strength or athleticism or be you know uh, a charming opponent in different things as spider-man usually is so i I, I, i'm gonna give a hard disagree on that you're the Spider Man that you're the Spider Man that Cleveland deserves. Oh. <laughs> I only do those things when I'm invisible, so whatever. I wish you were invisible now because that Spider Man mask <laughs> you have on right now is really not doing it for me. It's like extra small on Brandon's giant head, and it doesn't even have like the white over the eyes, like so I can see its eyes, and it's actually really it's harrowing. Perfectly formed to show my nice beard right now. Like it's I'm just Spider Man <laughs> with a beard. It's 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 a sight to see, but I am, uh, uh, I'm gonna go if, ahead and take a quick selfie and oh god! Well, Brandon's doing that. I'm gonna pose the argument why you shouldn't be wearing that because part of what we do here, outside of talk about movies and do our best to give you guys some entertainment, is we drink. And I feel like Brandon wouldn't be able to drink that much with a plastic spider-man mask on no that's the only reason i had to take it off so now he's taking it off and i already saw him drink a beer so brandon why don't you tell me what you're drinking today to celebrate spider-man i am drinking jackio's sing to the sun hazy ipa and jackio's is a it's an ohio beer from athens ohio southeastern where where Ohio University is. Very good brewery. This beer's good. I feel like we've had a few Jackio beers come up here. I, yeah, I couldn't remember if I've had one on the on the show or not. I'd have to look through the list. I, this is Austin, by the way. We didn't do a very good intro, but I am Austin. <laughs> and I was trying to find, I was trying to find something very um, on brand with it's really hard to find a Spider-Man or superhero beer. So I got um, Columbus Brewing Company's Technicolor Hat, the Citrus IP. Because this movie is very vibrant. It's amazing. I mean, I suppose the Technicolor part of it works because, you know, multicolors going on here. That's what I was trying for. That's the closest I could get. And it's good. So. Well, I went in the uh, I went in the other direction, where uh, so this is a rather whimsical movie at points. So I decided to get a whimsical beer, like, as whimsical as I can find in the five minutes that I wanted to stay in the in the beer store. Um, so I have Ithaca Beer Company's Apricot Wheat. Very nice. Very nice. <clears throat> Sense of fruitiness with a strong taste of beer. Yeah, I'm enjoying it. And it's brewed in Ithaca, which is part of New York, right? So Ithaca is in New York, yes, but so am I. Right. So you're you're right there with uh, Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Might as well be neighbors. Say, say sup next time you see him. I will. I will. 
I'll tell my friend Austin said so. That was great. My friend Brandon did a horrible cosplay of him. <laughs> Whatever. All right. So as the title suggests, and as we've been alluding to, we are doing a Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse today. Um, and on that note, we're going to do a top five. This is very generic. I feel like now, now that I'm thinking about it, it was like a kind of a snap decision last week, but we're doing top five uh, animated movies. And the only thing, the only caveat I had was that that to be like all anime, like not half animated, half live action, like Avatar or Space Jam or um, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, even though I was super tempted to put that on my list. Or, uh, toy, or uh, sorry, or uh, Space Jam 2. Well, I said that, Space Jam. Uh, oh, did you? Yes. Oh, when I say Space Jam, I'm just going to acknowledge that Space Jam 2 doesn't exist, but that's, we don't have to spend any more time on that. That's That um, was the, my point of bringing it up. Jesus Christ, can you not understand a, what, a, what a cartoon is anymore, Brandon? Nope. I almost feel like it was harder that we didn't narrow it down. Because, I mean, really, you're just uh, yeah, there were a lot that I felt like I snubbed, but yeah, me too. And I also whatever. had a hard time thinking of like I was trying to think of more uh, like adult centric, you know, animated stuff. And I don't know. I still so like my list though, and I'm, and I'm and I'm happy with it. Can't believe you don't have sausage party on your list, Mark. Do you want to start, Mark? <laughs> So since we're doing animated movies, we're just gonna like if this if we had like a YouTube thing, I'd want somebody to animate steam coming out of my ears, out of the absolute <laughs> fury I feel right now by even mentioning Sausage Party on my day to pick a movie. So no, I'd let, not like to go first. I'd like to calm down a little bit. Okay, Brandon, why don't you go first? Because I, I can't help but notice Sausage Party isn't on your list either. It's not. I just wanted to give you shit. Uh, so uh, I got Toy Story, but. Not just the first one, not just the second one, not just the third one, not just the fourth one, but all four of them. They're they're great. And Tom Hanks. Um, Tom Hanks, yes. But Austin, if you don't say something about this, then I'm going to be... Come on, Brandon. Like, what the fuck was that? Not one, <laughs> not two, not three, not four, but all four. Like, come on. <laughs> You're, there, I, I love I'm not going to mention... I want to pick a top five. I want to name four fucking movies. You got to pick one. No, I mean, I'm... I'm collectively picking all of the toy stories and i because i like all of them it'd be hard to narrow it down to just one and i don't want my whole list to just be one through four i kind of wish it was really that would have been great all right fine toy story two okay um, okay <laughs> uh, and one and three and four yeah exactly uh once upon a forest i don't know have you guys ever seen that no it it's probably not the best um, but it was my sisters and I's favorite just because it was critters in the forest um, and they create this flying machine is to save their friend who was poisoned by a truck that was turned a toxic truck turned over but cool movie I still I've seen it since and it's it still holds up uh, soul isn't that basically fern golly uh, it's been too long since I've okay. seen fern golly I don't know <laughs> okay sorry uh, soul uh if you haven't seen it you gotta see it great fucking movie um the first time i've ever said this on this podcast but it's on my list 
<laughs> Put didn't that you, one to the top. I'm serious. It's didn't very... you cry? Didn't you cry? Oh yeah, I did cry. Um, if, if I mean, if it doesn't at least move you a little bit, you're you're just dead inside. Um, you're a lost soul, as they would say. Um, a bug's life. Just really like that one. And Lion King. This is, had to throw into one of the classics, and that's my favorite classic. I mean, it's a solid list. I, don't, I mean, aside from the one I have, the couple I haven't seen. <laughs> but I think I even cried at Lion King when I was little. So, well, yeah. Do we all have Lion King on our list because it's my number no. one. No, okay. no. I almost did. I mean, you I, didn't publish your list, so you're making it very difficult for me. Look, to- uh, okay well i'll go next then so um top of my I, i'm not going to do this in a specific order i think it's too hard but um shrek um i mean come on it's shrek it's it's crazy that it came out in like 2001 yeah shrek's, the shrek's, shrek's on my list too yeah love shrek and we're talking about the first one, not Shrek 2, not, not Shrek one, third. Not two. Not no, Shrek El Quatrain, you know. I got not one Shrek. What? Two Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Finding Nemo. I, I, that's one I can watch over and over again. I, there's so many different good scenes of it, just different parts of the movie. But, I mean... Um, it's sad it's happy it's funny it's everything we have and then actually like probably one of the top of my list up the first i think 10 minutes made me cry um up yeah yeah like ah yeah if you you say the first 10 minutes make you cry you're talking about either up (laughs) or bambi (laughs) since every conversation i've had with you in ohio recently has resulted in animal murder (laughs) i bet you don't really care that they stopped drawing bambi's mom <laughs> um, I remember just just for real quick. I remember I did not catch that the mom dies in the very beginning, or dad dies, or whoever dies in the very beginning. And then I also didn't understand because I grew up hunting and really wanting to hunt. Why was it a bad thing to kill the deer? Because it doesn't make sense. And so that movie is lost on me. <laughs> uh. But one of my favorite classics would be Aladdin. I mean, it's just Ooh. very funny, good songs. Admittedly, I did not see because I watched the remake of thing. I was not a huge fan of it. And I didn't want to watch the new Aladdin because I didn't know if it would do the same thing. Well, you okay. know, if, if if Robin Williams isn't isn't genie, then it's like, what's the point? I mean, Will yeah. Smith. I mean, I'm sure he did a good job, but it was just, yeah. Or the, or that that guy from the Broadway production because I heard he was just spectacular. I saw him perform at the Tonys one time and it was just Jafar. No, 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 no. The guy, the guy who played Genie on Broadway. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I saw it on I saw it on Broadway actually, and Jafar was the was Jafar um, from the movie. Oh, was and, he? <laughs> and, and Broadway. No, he did both. He he was the original and and mm. Broadway. It's really cool. Great show. I saw a, a quick uh, fact about Aladdin was that Robin Williams, uh, I think he only took like $10,000 or something like that to be, 
I didn't fact check this, but to be genie because he wanted something that his kids could watch and remember him by when he got older. I was like, oh, well, <laughs> Robin Williams. Damn it. What a guy. Um, and this is uh, maybe a goofy one, but I remember going on a date to this when I was in fifth grade. My parents dropped me off. We had big puffy jackets. And I thought it was the coolest thing to watch. Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> Very good one. <laughs> Pull the lever, crunk. Wrong lever. <laughs> like I watched it a couple years ago. It still like makes you laugh by your. You no, know, that's a that's that's a, that's a sneaky good one. That's a really yeah, sneaky good one. That was back when uh, Patrick Warburton was was still like coming up. Like yeah, that was when. I don't know. That was the first time I remember his book. David like, Spade. It's, <laughs> it's just so freaking funny. Yeah. I, I was quoting it in my mind while I was thinking about this earlier today, but I can't think of the quotes right now. But that's my top top five. I think it's pretty solid, but I'm sure I left plenty out. Mark, what are yours? Uh, well, between your two lists, we covered two of mine. I have The Lion King as my number one. I also have Shrek on mine because they're just two of those undisputed fantastic movies. Um, I also have Into the Spider-Verse on my list because like, as soon as I saw this, I had to watch it like 17 more times. It was that good to me, which is why I recommended it today. But we're going to talk about that in a hot sec. Um, I have Monsters, Inc. on my list. Yeah, okay. Okay, good one. Uh, Monsters, Inc. is one of those for me that's like the anytime, anytime it's on or like my nieces have it on, I'll sit down and watch with them because it's, you know, it's like Pixar at its best. Mm. Family humor, adult humor, good actors all around with uh, Billy Crystal, uh, John Goodman. Just so really good. Is, is Steve Buscemi uh, the purple lizard guy? He just looks like him. <laughs> Go ahead, keep going, I'll search it. I'm, it's, if not, it's the voices impact. I know the voice, but whatever. Um, and then also on my list is Hercules. Um, I knew you were gonna have Hercules. <laughs> listen, it's it's just one of the, like again with the with the cast. You got Danny DeVito, and you got um. Oh my God, I'm drawing a blank on the guy who's Hades. Steve um, Buscemi is Randall. Randall, thank you. I thought, oh, way to go, Marky. So that's one for two. Um, but Her- Hercules is great and has one of the all-time awesome Disney songs in uh, Zero to Hero, to me at least. Mm. Can you give us a, a sample of it? No. Just a real no. quick. Listen, it would be it would it, it wouldn't be proper because the majority of that song is sung by like some Aretha Franklin kind of ladies who have the pipes among pipes, and I would be not doing it justice if I did. All right, fine. Yeah. You went from hero to zero there, but let's go. I'm always a hero. Let's be real. All right. So that was that was our top five for the week. Uh, and we're ready to get into uh, Spider-Verse, perhaps? Yes. Yeah. All right. We're going to insert super dope uh, transition tune right here in post-production. <laughs> That was awesome. All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I just want to preface this by saying like in doing like a 
quick little breakdown of the plot of the movie. Like it does does not do the mo- this movie justice because this movie is great because of the details, to me at least. Uh, mm-hmm. Um, so just bear with me. And there's going to be a lot of stuff that I skip over because I just want to do that stuff in more detail um, later. Sound good? Yeah. You want it timed? You want it timed? No. Well, all right. You're going to do it anyway, aren't you? Yep. Okay. All right. So Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is all about a, a kid's journey on finding his identity in life. We have... Uh, Miles Morales, a kid in Brooklyn, um, and we meet him, you know, just doodling some, doodling some uh, stickers to slap up around around Brooklyn. Um, his father's a cop. His mom is a doctor or a nurse or something, and he's getting ready to go to this fancy new school uh, that he got into. And immediately there's some there's some tension with his dad, uh, where he wants to be, you know chilling out with his with his friends in the neighborhood but his father wants him to reach his real potential by getting into this really fancy school so he gets to this really fancy school and he has this crazy week where he's trying to you know keep up with everything follow with everything it's very structured very rudimented um and he's having and he meets uh he meets this girl uh wanda who ends up air quotes wanda who ends up being like his only person who really you know, talks to him without making fun of him. So after his crazy school week, he's trying to write this essay about great expectations. And he has the, uh, he can't really get into it. So he decides to go over to his uncle Aaron's apartment where he can just really cut loose. So his uncle Aaron uh, takes him down to this little minor uh, like subway outlet to uh really create, which is what Miles wants to do. So he makes this really cool um, spray paint mural. And there's there's awesome music throughout. There's an awesome track for this. And he ends up getting bit by the trademark Spider-Man Radioactive Spider. So he wakes up the next day and, you know, his clothes are too big. He's sticking to shit. He's um, all this crazy stuff is happening to him. And he decides to go back to that place and he finds the um you know the spider that he kind of slapped away and it's in this where he sees you know his you know universe of spider-man fighting the green goblin kingpin the prowler all over the super collider thing that kingpin's doing um miles meets spider-man and spider-man's like hey man i'll teach you the ropes i just gotta go turn off this big machine thing very like classic spider-man um spider-man ends up losing kingpin kills him and uh, the Prowler goes after Miles. Miles is trying to figure out on his own how to be Spider-Man and ends up going to uh, Spider-Man's, uh, Spider-Man's grave saying, like, how do I do this? Whatever, like really trying to have a spiritual moment where he meets dun, 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 another Spider-Man voiced by uh, uh, Jake Johnson plays Nick Miller, who he just wants to get. We find out he's from a different dimension and he just wants to get home because he's all glitchy. Um, so to do that, they have to go upstate to the, uh, science lab where the super collider was built. And there's this fun little, uh, high scene where, where he's miles is trying to learn Nick Miller, Spider-Man's all like, I'm just going to call him Nick Miller, Spider-Man. 
And then as they're running away from the inevitable chase, this chick Wanda shows up as a spider woman. Um, so to figure out what to do, they go to uh, Aunt May's house and meet all the other spider people. We got Spider-Man Noir. We got Spider-Pig. We got uh, Penny Parker. Um, and they're all like, wow, Miles, you're like us, too. Let's kind of teach you how by, like, putting you through all these stressful situations. And he just can't do it. Um all the bad guys show up at Aunt May's house to fight the spider gang. So I'm calling them too. Um, and the prowler almost uh, kills Spider-Man, but he sees that he takes his mask. I was like, uncle Aaron, um, I'm Spider-Man. So when uncle Aaron, the prowler can't kill Spider-Man, Kingpin kills him. Um, and they have a really sweet little, uh, little moment. And then right after that, Miles has a sweet moment with his dad. So he's getting like all the his his uh, father figure val- validation there. Spider gang goes to go do the shut down the super collider and get them all back to their own universes so they can all, you know, live. Because if they stay in this dimension, they're going to die. Um, Miles wasn't invited there because he really couldn't handle uh, being Spider-Man at that point, he wasn't ready. But then once he gets all of his, you know, father figure validation, he shows up, turns the tide, sends everybody home and then fights Kingpin and beats him. Uh, so everyone has their little happy ending. The spider gang goes home. Miles makes up with his dad, meets his roommate, is coordinated as being Spider-Man. Um, and he's getting to be creative and do all of his best things. And then he has his own really cool outro, which is parallel to like all the intros that all the different spider people did um, in the movie. And it kind of sets up kind of a little sequel thing, which is would be very fun. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that was very all over the place and it didn't cover a lot because it's all it's all in the details with this movie. Yeah. Um, so, Mark, we have a five minute summary and you went. Five minutes, 25 seconds. So, oh, oh my God, relax. Okay, I did this in like, like three five minutes, minutes trying to figure seconds. out everything. And <laughs> just shut up. You, you did great. Shut up. Mark, you okay? did a great job. You did a great I job. I liked it. Well, I mean, the Let's thing is, into it. I will say it's a hard movie. Like, as I'm listening and like playing through the movie in my head, you have to skip over some parts that are big, but you, I mean, to really tell a story, you have to go through it that way. So I'm just giving you a hard time. That's kind of what I'm here for. Yeah. And I was trying to read off of my thing without reading off my thing. So I did skip over a couple parts because I don't like just reading into a microphone. So cut me some slack. Poor favor. I mean, I'm not going to hire you as a lawyer anytime soon, but go ahead. Oh, they not sake. Um, so one of the things at the beginning that I really liked is they like the introductions to all of the different Peter Parkers or all the different Spider-Men. They're like, that's, that's something I skipped over that I want, that I wanted us to touch on. So go. Yeah. So like, so I'm going to explain this. Like I'm Peter Parker. I got bit by a spider, blah, blah, blah. Like my uncle Ben died and. And he's like, okay, I'm going to do this one more time. And then Gwen, or yeah, Gwen Stacy does it. And that, like, so everybody kind of has their own, like, little spin on it. And it's just kind of, it was very cool how they did it. It was very comic booky. 
it was a very fun ongoing gag through the movie. And when they meet uh, Penny Parker, um, Peter Porker, and uh, Spider-Man <laughs> Noir, they all do it at the same time. Saying at the same time, I was bitten by a radioactive spider. Except Peter Porker says, I was bitten by a radioactive pig. <laughs> <laughs> so Peter Porker is like a Looney Tunes Spider Man. Yeah. Spider Man Noir is like an LA Noir type Spider Man who likes drinking egg creams and punching Nazis. He's also voiced by uh, Nicolas Cage. Shout out. I love that. <laughs> and Penny Parker is like your futuristic anime spider girl that has a spider-man robot kind of thing which has her spider still living yeah that's like her best friend it's very it's very weird it's very anime but it makes i'm sure it makes sense so can i ask are those actually all spinoffs or that that was just for this movie i know at least peter porker is oh Um, really that's one i would guess wasn't i'm pretty sure there was a spider pig huh thing and i'm not just talking about from the simpsons movie either, that's what i was but, gonna say <laughs> um i'm pretty sure there was at least a little line spider of comics pig, spider pig um just, if you like john mulaney it's it nails it but it's hard to not see john mulaney and not see um um big mouth big mouth yeah so while we're talking about john mulaney there's a there's a part where spider-man is like kind of in Times square and there's a bunch of billboards and everything there's there's a few Easter eggs. Uh, one of them is Seth Rogen, hold your horses, riding high is is the uh, riding high in the saddle, and he's a, a jockey that apparently smokes weed. But the reason I bring this up is, um, do you guys do you guys watch the Nick Kroll show? No, I haven't. So it's like a skit show, and there's one of them where Nick Kroll and John Mulaney are like play these old men. And they have a little, it's an ongoing skit and it's called, Oh, hello. And this, um, this billboard says, hi, comma, hello. <laughs> and it's, it says starring Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. So it's just kind of a shout out to the Nick Kroll show inside this, which I thought was funny. I mean, I, I, you're really good at the Easter eggs, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> you always, do you slow us down or is it just like in the background? No, uh, well, somebody, I, I looked this up and somebody had mentioned the uh, Seth Rogen one and they posted like a screenshot of this. And then I noticed the the high hello and I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. And then there's another one that says from from dusk till Sean. And it looks like it's a from dusk till dawn, um, re- like second, like sequel or whatever. And yeah. Shout out Adam, who wants us to do Shauna, or is it Shauna the Dead? Shauna the Dead, yeah. yeah. Or no, he wants to do Hot Fuzz. Hot Fuzz, he wants hot us to fuzz. do Okay, same guys, though. You wouldn't shut up about it last weekend. <laughs> it's coming soon, Adam. I thought he kept saying Hot Fudge. I'm like, I don't know what movie that is, but I'll, I'll watch it. <laughs> <laughs> so go, going back to like some of the details in this, I don't know. If you guys even caught it, but uh, Nick Miller, old janky hobo Peter Parker, or Spider-Man, as Miles calls him, sweatpants Peter or sweatpants Spider-Man. So he's actually that like that Spider-Man is would be the Spider-Man from the universe we know, 
like the main like the main timeline Spider-Man from Marvel Comics. And Why here's because if you take a look, like you're going through Miles Morales' universe, you see like a Coke sign, but it's like, you know, Cola Coca or whatever. There's like slight differences of stuff, you know. But then when uh, Peter B. Parker, the sweatpants Spider-Man, whatever you want to call him, is going through his, you see like Coca-Cola, like all the regular brands that we know. Okay. So it's like what Spider-Man... Well, like Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man, or Andrew Garfield, whatever your favorite Spider-Man is, would be after being Spider-Man for 22 years. Which I thought was a cool little thing, like make Miles his own uh, his own thing. Oh, okay. Okay. Did not catch that, but that is cool. And I was a very big fan of how this movie gave shine to some of like the lesser villains or villains that you really didn't see in, in any of the what there's been seven Spider-Man movies between Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. I think. Okay. So, like, the reinventing of Doc Ock and Green Goblin. Green Goblin literally being just this gigantic fucking dragon goblin thing. Yeah. Cool. Doc Ock being a woman with the uh, with the weird, like, inflatable kind of um, arms that kind of reminded me of, like, like, the discs in your spine, kind of. I thought that was a really cool design and just nailing, nailing the prowler. It's a, as far as a miles Morales, Spider-Man, I'm pretty sure that's a pretty significant villain because, you know, it's his uncle. Um, Is it that way in the, in the comic books? I'm not sure, but the prowler is, is Aaron Davis, who's supposed to be miles Morales, uncle. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not up on the comics, but okay. Okay. I'm I'm pretty sure because um, I think I told this to you guys when I saw you, by the way, last weekend, we were all hanging out together in person for a friend's wedding. It was really fun. Um, so I was, you know, a couple of brewskis in telling the guys um, the first Tom Holland, Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, right? There's a scene where. Spider-Man goes to interrogate some low-level criminal in Brooklyn named Aaron Davis. And like so he like just webs him to his car and it's it's uh Donald Glover who plays him so he's all like chill like like what the fuck man like and you know he tells Spider-Man like yeah I don't want all this crazy alien stuff in this neighborhood either. I have a nephew that lives around here. Okay. So it's like Aaron Davis Miles Morales' uncle, Miles Morales, nod, nod, wink, wink, nudge, nudge in the MCU. We don't know. But this new uh, this new Spider-Man movie that should be coming out is probably going to shed some light on that, which I think is going to be fun. Yeah. Nice. Uh, I do, I do want to pay uh, a little bit of attention to... Because um, the... Uh, the cinematography has a lot of like the comic book effects when like they're fighting and punching or whatever, mm-hmm. like a uh, spider pig hits a guy with a mallet and it says blammo like real <laughs> yeah. cartoony. And then uh <laughs> Spider-Man Noir punches the guy. He, like, he's just, it's, I feel like he's just like a private eye that puts a Spider-Man mask on. It's like that. <laughs> like, he doesn't really have too many, doesn't show too many powers, but when he punches him, 
It says applesauce. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> uh, I like it. At the end, when uh, when the pig gives Miles the hammer as like a like a gift, he says, "I want you to take this. It will fit in your pocket." That's all, folks. And then they're like, "Is, is he allowed say to say that? I mean, legally? Like, legally?" <laughs> I like I like when they're um, escaping from Doc Ock through the woods. He goes, "Thwip, go, thwip, swing, thwip." Like he's trying to show him how to like use a web. Yeah, like get the rhythm. I just thought it was funny that he he used the you know the comic book term, I guess. So I have a I have a take that might be controversial, but I'm not sure. Um, I'm much more of a fan of the the actual like web shooting out of the out of the wrist compared, and I'm not as much of a fan as like having to have a device that shoots web like so you're more into like toby mcguire it comes out of his body instead of well that's actually like the bugaboo because spider-man like peter parker spider-man in the comics like the developed the web slingers himself yeah you're right i kind of i kind of remember the old school cartoon he had to like refill his cartridges and stuff yeah even even fun fact in the uh the video game for the PlayStation 2 they made for the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, you would have to get like collectible things to refill your webbing. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, Was that? Are you talking about like the PlayStation 2 Spider-Man game? I literally just said the game for the oh. PlayStation 2. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I played. I played the shit out of that. I love that game. That was. It was. That was a really well done game. Um. Now oh, what was I gonna say? Right, so the uh, the entrances. I think we got to put a little like the intro things. We got to put a little a uh, little extra talking into because it's basically a whole bunch of in jokes. Like the first one for the Chris Pine Spider Man, like Miles Morales' Spider Man. Um, you know, I saved the city. I saved the city again. I have I have a awesome theme song, which is the Spider Man theme song, and an okay. <laughs> An okay popsicle, and it's like that classic, like meme thing of like the Spider-Man popsicle that's all droopy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just they, I feel like they just let Jake Johnson riff for his as you know, old thing. You know, I saved the city, broke my back, I spent all my money. Don't invest in a spider-themed restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I lost Aunt May. Me and MJ split up and then i started working on myself and started watching documentaries did you know seahorses made for meat for life <laughs> imagine being a seahorse seeing another seahorse and making it work <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like we've all been there like man's down bad like even spider-man can be like down in the dumps bed which is like which is another message from this movie it's like anybody could be spider-man anybody can wear the mask but like Spider-Man's also, and that's how like Stanley always wanted him to be. He wanted him to get his ass kicked as much as he kicked ass. Yeah, you know, get knocked down, but no matter what, get back up. And that's why Spider-Man's really so fucking cool. Stanley had a fun cameo in this too. Yes, he was the uh, the clerk that uh, Miles buys the, his like Spider-Man costume from. He's like, what if it doesn't fit? Sooner or later, it always fits. And yeah, nods over like it was. It was like it was gonna be some like real 
you know, like gung ho, like, but then he like nods over to the uh, sign that says absolutely no refunds. (laughs) (laughs) I liked when he was teaching, uh, Peter Parker was uh, teaching Miles and he takes him to like the the restaurant to eat cheeseburgers and he has like a big, he doesn't even have a big belly. He's just like a Spider-Man. Bloated, yeah. <laughs> he's just, and there's times he doesn't look like that, but there's multiple characters that make a comment about. It. I was like, "Oh, you look bigger." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, you know." Um, I don't know. It's just it's funny how it's. I think you, you said it right. Like he can be down, he can be out, but they bring him back, and it's all over MJ. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like he sees like MJ and like. Miles Morales' universe, and he's like, okay, like I need to go home. I need to make it work. <laughs> but he has to do it he in code because he's posing bread. as a waiter. He needs to bring her that bread. <laughs> I'll bring you bread for the rest of your life. <laughs> um, I'll fill this room with bread. One of my personal favorite little... Uh, I don't know if it's an in-joke, but it's just when, you know, Miles meets like you know, basically his mentor, Spider-Man, Nick Miller, but whatever we're going to call him, janky ass hobo Spider-Man. Um, and they're attached to the train going through, going through New York. And it's a really fun sequence. And it's very silly because Spider-Man's unconscious. Miles is trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. And then they end up both falling off into a crosswalk in New York. And Miles is like, hey, guys, maybe just walk around and, and everyone just is walking all over them they're like it's like all right thanks new york and that's just <laughs> literally the most spot on thing <laughs> in this animated movie about a million different spider-mans spider people that is the single most realistic thing ever i think it's all sci- very scientifically accurate though yeah, sure. Super Collider with interventions. By the way, I didn't mention this. The Super Collider, we find out Kingpin like kind of commissioned it to be made so that he could bring in versions of his family from a different universe or dimension because once his family found out he was beating up Spider-Man, they're like, okay, deuces, we're out of here. So, and that, so that's another thing is what I like with movies where you can kind of like see their motive. Uh-huh. You know? Um, didn't make him those, the most compelling villain in the world, but it was cool other than seeing like, okay, I'm going to destroy the city because I'm angry or right. whatever. Or I'm just going to blow up the moon because I can. Right. I also thought it was weird that Kingpin could just punch Spider-Man once, like an overhead swing. Hey, you see him? Off. He's an absolute unit. Yeah, yeah. he's got the, the world's largest traps, that's for sure. <laughs> Or the world's lowest head. <laughs> his head is like where his stomach's supposed to be. I'm curious what his skeleton would look like. Um, <laughs> even though it's scientifically accurate, uh, Aunt May has a whole fucking lab underneath her. Aunt May. Oh yeah, Queen's the Queen's, baddest motherfucker. Queen's basements comes with that, you know, like stock, like. <laughs> Yeah, that's why the property taxes are so. <laughs> I say no wonder, no wonder. Um, but that was cool. Like, Aunt, like that universe of Spider-Man had a little spider cave or whatever. It had all the old school, you know, 
one of them had a cape and well, one, one of them had a cape, cape like miles at the beginning hey, yeah. peter look <laughs> um, i also i want to say sorry go ahead oh, go ahead Austin, go i want to say that you know miles spray paints the outfit uh the uniform leotard whatever you want to call it and i want to say if anyone's ever spray painted a shirt like we did for our dodgeball tournament in high school those things are not good. <laughs> well, you gotta wash it at least a couple times before the paint won't just like. It's just, but it just like it was just funny. I mean, I get it that he is a graffiti artist and everything. But when, oh, he did, when he did that. Job, though that fucking suit is sweet. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, and that's that was a great part about it because it's like, okay, he's finally ready to be Spider Man. He can finally do all of his things on command, which was a funny part when janky peter parker was trying to tell all the other spider people like he's different he can turn invisible like now i can't really do it on command he can't do it on command <laughs> but he can also but he can also shock people like now i can't do that on command but he can't do it on command. <laughs> he can do it and he's like no that's a bounty he's like that's all he can do <laughs> <laughs> only two things <laughs> but like that was a big thing like he could he wasn't ready to be spider-man and then when he finally was ready to be spider-man um he kind of mixed like the validation he got from his dad and from his uncle and combined it with his own creativity to make his own spider suit and it's really cool it's like it's so it's like we've all been that awkward teenager just trying to figure things out and yeah it's a good little nostalgia thing yeah and for those of us who are adults at least and I can't claim this fact for my own, but um, I, I did see that you, if you look in the reflection of uh, Miles looking at the Spider-Man suit, his reflection in the glass, his head is like comes up to the neck, like at the beginning of the movie, because he's not quite ready to be Spider-Man. But that moment he's ready to be Spider-Man, it's the same exact like view, but his face is lined up with Spider-Man, like the Spider-Man suit's face. So it's like he's ready to be Spider-Man. Very similar to tiny ass Captain America going up to the thing to be uh, to go into the army for World War II. And he doesn't quite measure up because he's just he's just a tiny little guy. I've never seen Captain America. Oh, my God. <laughs> One of my favorite parts of the movie was not a big part, but... Um, Maybe because it's Nicolas Cage, but when Spider-Man Noir is trying to figure out the Rubik's Cube and he's spinning around, is this purple? No. Is this green? No. <laughs> and then at the end, he's like, I'm taking this back with me. <laughs> I, will. I don't know what it does, but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just, I think it's because it's Nicolas Cage. And like That's a very Nicolas Cage thing to do. Yeah. I think when he, I think they show when he gets back to his like his time or his universe or whatever, he has it like in a glass case, like it's some relic. <laughs> um, another good good line is when Miles and Peter B. Parker, janky Spider Man, are walking up and down the, uh, they're walking up and down the building. Like like how they would walk normally, but they're sticking to it because they're Spider Man. Oh, when they first meet, uh, yeah, yeah. And Miles tries to go with great power comes great responsibility. But before he can even finish it, uh, Nick Miller Spider Man's like, "Don't you dare finish that sentence! Don't do it! I'm sick of it!" <laughs> Which think about it, you're doing that's that's your thing for 22 years, 
and yeah. you're down on your luck and all that shit. Like, yeah, it's very real. Like, oh, I I like uh, in the the burger scene. They're they're eating the burgers. Like, this is the best burger in town. In my universe, this place closed like six years ago, and I don't know why. If you look back behind him on the door, the health the health department gave the place a C. <laughs> That's a little like Easter egg too. I want I want to say that um, before because I hadn't watched this. I had started one time I fell asleep when it was on Netflix originally. Um, sorry now, but when I watched the commercials, I thought they were going to be like twenty Spider-Man instead of like five. I was was I the only one that thought that, or I thought there was like, well, they showed us a few where they're gonna there's gonna be a lot more. No, I don't remember. No. Okay. I'm sorry. I say that again. When I watched the commercials, I thought that there were gonna be a ton of Spider Man because it was into the multiverse. And back in 2018, before this came out, and he'd seen it, he was expecting more Spider Man. Oh, instead, I mean, I wasn't. I'm sure there's. A shit ton more obviously but it's just i thought there were gonna be a ton more when i watched it, it was like oh oh okay five okay <laughs> that's it i think five's enough <laughs> fair enough fair enough because it's not because it's not a particularly long movie you know no, i think not. it's i think it's the perfect amount of time um i get to you know you really get to flesh out it's like and it's also equal to the amount of villains too because you know uh scorpion makes a makes an appearance in this i think the guy with the guns i think his name is tombstone which i think is funny um <laughs> and then kingpin prowler and doc ock that's five five of the spider people bing bang boom there which they did they did have a sweet fight scene that we mentioned before and at aunt may's just in the living room yeah it's like those it's like the the close quarters kind of thing with shit going all going around all over the place very well, uh, well animated, well choreographed. Um, same thing with the super collided thing. They just, I think the cool thing about that was like, it, okay, this is an interdimensional device, so you can literally use any kind of terrain, whatever you could think of, to throw in there. And it makes sense because you're in between dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um. When uh, when we were finding out that Prowler was the uncle of Miles, um, Nick Cage's uh, well, Spider-Man Noir, um, he was. I, I liked his line of "Wow, that's a pretty co- pretty hardcore origin story." Yeah, because everyone was going through <laughs> theirs, and because <Yeah. laughs> I mean, it is a lot darker than <laughs> than the rest of. Them. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's Spider-Man. Get bit, do some fun shit, lose lose an uncle or a friend, save the city, rinse and repeat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is it is a bit darker, and he's like what, thirteen years old? Yeah, something like that. I mean, high school, so yeah. I, know, I think it might be middle school actually. Maybe I don't know. Um, but still, he's a young kid. That's a lot. That's a lot to deal with, and it's like. It's a weird dynamic because he finds out like that his best friend, his uncle, is an enemy of Spider-Man, who he now is. And he also has tension with his dad, who's a cop, who's voiced his disapproval of Spider-Man. So like his two main guys in his life 
are enemies of who he is as a person and as whatever, but like not by anybody's fault. Like his uncle is the prowler for money. His dad's a cop because that's his job. He has his own opinions about Spider-Man. Miles didn't choose to be Spider-Man. It's very convoluted when you start to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a weird thing for, a, especially for a young kid to try to have to go through. Yeah. Well, like you're trying to do your best to be yourself and by no fault of anybody, the two guys that you look up to the most are your biggest enemies. Yeah. I didn't look this up. Who voices Miles Morales? It's, um, His name is Shamik Moore. Shamik Moore. No. Okay. Don't know who that is. Yeah. I will say before we talk about the final battle, um, I told Mark I was working on an overnight shift and I was going to be probably watching this on my phone or a laptop. And he goes, oh, you need to, you need to watch it. You need to watch it do it full justice. And um, man, I wish I, I need to watch. I wish I was seeing it on the big screen. Really? Like, I mean, this we're we're talking about like, yeah, the cinematography and everything. But man, the colors, the how fast it does, how fast it works. And it looks different than different animation like not shrek not cartoon not cgi does i mean it looks very unique yeah and that was one of my that was one of my favorite parts of this movie and i i i mean really just it played throughout the whole thing and they they kind of almost slow the frame rate down or something so it's like it looks yeah Yeah. a a little bit glitchy but you get that comic book feel from that right but it's moving very fast but you can follow all the little intricacies yeah you know it's and when they're like really silly like with it they i love that they kind of break the silliness by using the comic book fourth wall or whatever you know like um i can't think of uh like okay so at the beginning when they're talking about like the different origins and stuff like that and it shows him dancing like a douchebag down the street and everything. yeah from from spider-man 3 when yeah and when Tobey Maguire gets all like goth spider-man yeah and it, he was like oh we don't talk about that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah I, I i think everybody fucking hated that scene i don't know why they thought that was a good oh scene. i loved it because it was absolutely hysterical and ridiculous like he like <laughs> it was very it was, it was very tongue-in-cheek like you knew how ridiculous this was. Okay, that's fair, I guess. Was it three or was it two? I was thinking two. I'm pretty sure it was three because it was after he interacted with, after Tobey Maguire interacted with the symbiote that becomes Venom. Uh-huh. Um, it was after that that he got all... Goth wasn't the word, it was emo. The, and, in, and jazzy and into jazz for no reason. I'm trying to do the emo hair right now, but it's not really working. You used to do it really well, Mark. Yeah, I got a haircut recently, so it's nice. Look like you're trying to be a part of uh, uh, the. No, I, not, I can't think of it. The people that slit your throats with their the end of their caps. It's uh, what? What? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Move on. I'll think of it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh. <laughs> to, to move on, Brandon, can you bring up the fourth wall for another podcast in a row? Sure. I'm just wondering. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen the, ne- the next movie that I'm going to be do- doing, so I don't know if they'll have the 
break the fourth wall or not, but I'll, I'll still try. Bold. Um, I can't believe I didn't even mention it. Like I talked about the uh, like the comic book effects when there's like a punch or something. I can't believe I didn't mention this then because it's literally my favorite instance of that. It's when Miles and Peter are escaping from like the lab thing and uh, <laughs> Peter steals the bagel like he said he was going to when, when he said his grand plan on how to infiltrate the place. He gives it to Miles and they're getting chased and Miles launches it behind them and it hits a guy right in the head and it says like in very small small little print, bagel! Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. after, as they're running out, a guy goes, bagel! Yeah. <laughs> and in that, in that same scene, uh, they were talking about like basically this wormhole destroying the world and everything and Peter Parker is like, yeah, this is pretty standard Spider-Man stakes. Watch. He's about to say, and you have 24 hours. And then the Kingpin says, you have 24 hours. He's told you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's been plenty of memes made after that. There's been plenty of memes of like the two of them side by side stroking their chin about like what to do. It's, it's just, and that's the great thing. Like it's humorous, but the humor is not like overstated. Like this isn't a comedy. It's, it's just a really fucking good movie. Yeah, you got a line of Aunt May saying, can you help your aunt set up a dating profile so she can get out of the house every once in a while? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real so, quick, uh, Peaky Blinders was what I was thinking of a second ago. Oh. Um, um, but the Gruber, the Goober, is it called the Goober or the Gruber? It's the Goober. It's not, it's not, the, uh, it's not the Grubers. It's, it's a Goober. It's like, it's like insert certain little key device thing that we need to shut down the big machine. I'm sick of calling it what it's supposed to be called. So I just call it a goober. <laughs> and the fact that he memorizes that whole freaking password when they're doing it. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, okay, he's been Spider-Man for 22 years. Like this is old hat for him and he doesn't even have to try anymore. It's like, it's like, it's like he's the Ryan Fitzpatrick of Spider-Man. He's just been doing this for so long. He doesn't need to really do anything. He can still just sling it around whenever he needs to. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Like you think Ryan Fitzpatrick really needs like training camp or whatever. I'm not going to say Tom Brady because Tom Brady is still great. The Spider-Man, you know, he has his issues. He doesn't um, have to even look at the I mean, receiver to throw it, really. Ryan Fitzpatrick always has a chance to throw five picks in a game, but that's not going to stop him from slinging it around for the chance to have eight touchdowns. Exactly. That's like what fat hobo janky Spider-Man does. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Um, Spider-Gwen's really cool. Yeah. I don't think we we haven't... She's We've talked about her the least, I feel like. Spider-Gwen's really fucking cool. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it was like, you know, like all the girls go as like Harley Quinn for Halloween these days or whatever. Like spider Gwen was like the thing there for a little while, like with the hood and with the ballet slippers and mm-hmm. really cool. Cause you never really think of Spider-Man as a woman, but why the fuck not? Yeah. Yeah. That's and that, that is actually canon. They do have a line of spider Gwen comics. Yeah. So also it is Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Okay. So I know it's Gwen Stacy from a different, you know, 
in Spider-Man 3, that was when I was introduced or I became familiar with who Gwen Stacy was. Um, but obviously in that universe, she didn't have any superpowers or anything. Right. She was just Gwen Stacy, like the ancillary love interest, because she is a love interest in the mainline you know, Spider-Man, Spider-Man comics. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'm looking, I'm looking at the uh, different Easter eggs you were talking about, Brandon, like the billboards or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, from, from dusk till Sean. Yeah. I mentioned that earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that. I, I didn't, I hadn't noticed it before. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. And I just saw it. <laughs> And Chance the Rapper has a number four hat on, but I don't think he's released his fourth album yet. Oh, now that's very meta. I did see that. I did I did notice that. Is that actually Chance the Rapper? Yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it's gotta be. Like it's it's a it, the same type of hat. It looks it, yeah, it's gotta be him. Uh I, you kind of touched on it, but we haven't really mentioned it much the soundtrack on this movie was just amazing. yeah i wanted to get everything out of the out of like content for the movie wise out of the way first but the soundtrack's just impeccable yeah it's it it's um, like like made songs for this specifically and he killed it mm-hmm. i mean it's no space jam 2 soundtrack but you know Oof. but it's got even like the score for like like the original score for like certain characters or whatever is really really good um and then inserting different you know you got like you got the post malone song which in it's in itself is awesome mm-hmm. um you got a little bit of biggie in there which makes sense because miles is from brooklyn not queens um this, like i have the soundtrack like i on my on my phone i listen to it quite frequently because it's just banger after banger after banger And it's kind of uh, really, really sets the tone for where you're going to be if you're not from New York or whatever. Like, it's a weird thing to say, but you, you kind of, you kind of, you kind of, uh, right, it's, yeah. So, something else I think we need to mention is the, the shoes that Miles is wearing the whole, the whole, uh, movie the Air Jordan ones. Um, right after this movie, uh, Nike came out with a line of sh- well with the with shoes specifically for that, and they're the Air Jordan ones. But in the red, there's like tiny little dots, like comic book comic book dots or whatever. They're pretty sweet shoes, but they are crazy expensive. Oh yeah, I mean, I Jordan's really expensive. Yeah, but these ones especially. Bigger buddy Adam, that's a sneakerhead, said yeah. he he tried, tried. I think something happened, he couldn't get them, and then they were like seven hundred dollars. Yeah. So, so he does not have a pair right now. <laughs> um. So did, you, did you guys watch the end credit scene? I don't know if I did. Oh my gosh! Okay. I was I was figuring Mark would uh, would have at least. I'm glad I let it just keep rolling. So it's really funny. Um, it and it ends up with the you know the Spider-Man pointing meme 
Mm-hmm. So basically, oh yeah, I've 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 I watched it like once. Yeah. So basically, there's a version of Spider-Man that it kind of indicates like it's an evil Spider-Man. He's like, uh, he's gonna be the first one to be able to tr- like inter- interdimensionally travel, um, almost like a Rick and Morty type thing. So he travels to another dimension and he shows up and it's the it's the old school 80s like cartoon Spider-Man. And he's like, right. hey, you're you're me. No, you're me. Like and, and they're doing the no, they're doing the point meme. And it's it's very funny. The point that's that's an MVP meme, really. That's why it made our calendar. <laughs> that's why it shows it. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, let me ask you guys. Uh, what's your favorite Spider-Man movie so far? I, I still think, like, I loved Spider-Verse. Um, I still think I, I'm partial to the Tobey Maguire, so the first Spider-Man of the Tobey Maguire series. Okay. I'm pretty sure... I went to see the first Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire one, um, on my birthday actually. Whenever it came out, I may have gone on my birthday too, actually, because I saw it in theaters, and we both have May birthdays. Um, favorite Spider-Man, favorite Spider-Man movie, not my favorite Spider-Man portrayal, right? Right. This is surprisingly hard because a lot of people did not like the Andrew Garfield Spider Spider-Man movies. But I found I found them kind of endearing, but I would say it was released May 3rd, 2002. So, yeah, yeah probably Mark. I would say toss up it's either you know what as a standalone movie uh toby mcguire spider-man 2 with doc ock yeah i was gonna say i think spider-man 2 uh yeah the doc ock one is probably my favorite the original one's great just because you can see the transformation but i just really liked um you already knew him and what he was going to be about and then the the story of uh mj kind of divulged more and everything um but you know i'd say like i i really like tom holland not not nothing against him um yeah yeah i was my the one i was wavering with was going to be um spider-man far from home the newest tom holland spider-man with Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio just because, you know, it was the first post-Endgame Marvel movie. And uh, it was a really cool, like, passing of the guard moment there where, like, it's, it was kind of like, it was, a gr- it was a very good movie. It was a good Spider-Man movie, but it was also like, hey, guys, don't worry. Yeah, Iron Man's dead, but, like, Check out Spider-Man because he's right there. 
and coming out with Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah, if that fucking trailer could drop, that'd be great. <laughs> I think the Mark you said earlier, uh, when they created Spider-Man, they wanted him to take as many hits as he gives. Uh-huh. I think that's a good way. I mean, a lot of a lot of superheroes do that, but I think Spider-Man's one of my favorites because he's the most. Um, he seems the most human. It's really uh, relatable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. exactly. And also, the here's the thing, and this is why, like. So I went, uh, I want to say maybe this must have been like six months ago. I would, I was on like a Spider-Man binge. Like I watched all the Spider-Man movies just for fun. And I was like, like I said before, people didn't really like the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. But I was like, I want to give a hot take. Andrew Garfield Spider-Man is really not that bad. His Peter Parker isn't great. But his Spider-Man is kind of on point. Hmm. And like my favorite, one of my favorite things about Spider-Man is like he's just shit talking throughout every fight, no matter what. Like the one um I think was the second Andrew Garfield one. That was the amazing Spider-Man. The amazing Spider-Man too with Electro, Jamie Foxx's Electro. He calls him Sparkles the whole time. And Electro's like, I'm gonna be a god and then it goes to spider-man he's like a god named sparkles like that was that's like very <laughs> very very that's a very spider-man thing to say yeah um and like even if like you played the video games like oh yeah you're, as, use, you're as useful as a soup sandwich or something like that <laughs> like <laughs> but yeah overall spider-man's just He's just the. Uh, he's really cool. cool. He's really, really cool. He's very relatable. It's like, yeah. oh, I would probably say, I'd, I'd go out on a limb, just guessing. The most published, uh, Marvel hero, of all time. I'm not sure if that's actually true, but I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. I would, yeah, I would say that's probably the case. And before, before the MCU was a thing. You know, um, the most recognizable superhero, other than like Superman or yeah, and Batman or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, it's no. basically the three of them. Because like, who got? I mean, they they made uh, the Toby. I mean, two thousand two is when they made the Toby Maguire Spider Man. Yeah, and, and at that point, superhero movies were like not a thing. I don't. You haven't. You haven't even had like Batman Begins or The Dark Knight or anything like that. I, yeah, I didn't know I didn't know who Iron Man was really at that point. I mean, I knew who Iron Man was just because I I, I always thought Iron Man was cool. So like when I Yeah, and that But that was funny. like at that like when I was a teenager, like for or a younger teenager for Iron like to for me to like Iron Man, it's like who's Iron Man? hmm You know? I, I think we're done with Spider Man. Um what have you guys been watching besides Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Austin, you got anything? Because I have uh, I have a couple. Only, of I mean, I've been watching All American. That's pretty much it. The it's a TV show on Netflix. Ah. I mean, um, it's pretty good. It's about it's kind of about football. It used to be a lot more about football. Now it's like football for like three percent of it, and then it's all based around football. But, I mean, it's still pretty good. So, 
Um, <laughs> so how we how we watched Into the Spider Verse? I I own it on a on my Amazon Prime, and going through it, I was looking at all the other random movies I've I've bought on this, which is way too many. <laughs> um, but I watched Armageddon again, which it's like. Oh, Armageddon. It's just. Um, I think I think I spoke last week that I watched Suicide Squad. Oh, the new one. Yeah, the new one. No. Okay. Did I not? Maybe we, no. we spoke about that this weekend. Well, I watched I watched the new Suicide Squad, and it was I I I very much enjoyed it. Um, James Gunn, Sean Gunn. Whichever gun, the guy who does Guardians of the Galaxy, okay, did uh did this uh did this Suicide Squad, and it was it was just that same energy, you know. I wouldn't say as good as any of the Guardians of the Galaxies, but I liked it much more than I did um the first Suicide Squad for sure. Good, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of the first one. No, this one it was some really good action, but also a lot of whimsicalness. Um, <laughs> a really weird and a really weird story, but it was it was it was fun. It was a lot of fun. And if you if you haven't had the, I think it's on HBO Max. So if you haven't had the opportunity to see it yet, I would I would carve out some time. Because if if DC is coming up more with this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. DC is about to be on the real come up for sure. Right. Okay. Um, and also, you know, uh, as far as TV shows go, Marvel What If has been going for two weeks as of today. Um, the first two, they were really fun. Um, I've never even heard of that. I was going to say, I haven't heard of that. Yeah, so it's on it's on Disney Plus. It's a it's a series. It's an animated series. And it takes it takes stuff from the MCU and basically spins it into the multiverse thing, which is kind of what they're doing with the new Doctor Strange movie that's going to be coming out, I think, next year. Maybe later this year. I forget. Um, the writer of it has said that all of this stuff is canon as far as the multiverse that they're building goes. But it's like, what if like a small change in decision happened during one of the MCU timelines, and this is what happened. So the first one is basically, what if Peggy Carter got the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve Rogers? Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one was instead of taking Peter Quill and him becoming Star Lord, what if they, what if uh, Yondu and the Ravagers landed in Wakanda and took uh, T'Challa, Black Panther? Mm-hmm. What would Black Panther be like? And um, in space as a as an outlaw and whatever, and it's voiced. It's the last. It's the it's the last bit of acting, even though it's voice acting. It's the last bit of acting from Chadwick Boseman oh, wow. before before he passed. Um, so that it was it was really fun to hear him as as uh, as T'Challa and acting again, and um, and also hard knocks because football season is beckoning. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen the one from yesterday, actually. 
Yeah, so I've I've been watching Hard Knocks, and I, I didn't expect much because it's the Cowboys. The Cowboys have been on Hard Knocks like 8,000 times. But this one is shaping out to be pretty good so far. Yeah, I've enjoyed it so far. Um, um, so I uh, I watched a movie called Defending Your Life. It's a movie. It's an old movie from 91, but it's got Albert Brooks as the main character and also Meryl Streep. It's like a young Meryl Streep and Rip Torn. This is a just very, just very fun, good movie. Um, definitely recommend watching. Um, I haven't, I haven't said this in quite some time. What young Meryl Streep can get it? Oh, she is very pretty. Yeah, I mean, she's still pretty as as an aged woman, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, she's very cute. What was that movie? Oh shit! Um, is it called The Affair? No, the one where her and Alec Baldwin were married and divorced, and then start having an affair with each other. Uh, it's complicated. It. I yeah. think that's what it's called. I never saw the movie, but oh my god! Like just such, yeah, such a funny fucking just like random ass movie. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jim Jim from The Office. Oh, John Krasinski. Thank you. John Krasinski's in it. He's fucking hysterical. He's like the son-in-law that like is caught in the middle of everything. Uh-huh. Uh, and Steve Martin's in it as well. Funny as always. Um, Hunter Parrish is in it from Weeds too. Huh. Who? Hunter Parrish from Weeds. Small part, but it's it's very funny. And Meryl Streep is like is like Meryl Streep. So it's like, yeah. You're just making my list longer. So, if you would get cracking on it instead of suggesting movies hey. that you haven't even seen yet, hey, I'm still uh, I'm still watching off of it. Uh, so, another movie I want to bring up that I've been uh, that I watched. Um, I went to see Free Guy Thursday, right? Like literally, probably the first showing at least in Cleveland, and I was I I, I had. I had it up on a pedestal. I was really looking forward to this for like two years and it lived up to it. Like I really liked it and I'm not trying to hype it up too much for you, everybody else, but it's a solid movie. It's very funny. It's hard. And I know you wanted to do this for your move, your next movie, but also it's only in theaters. Well, I don't know about you, I, but it cost me like $20 to go to the movies. Nope. And so I, what I'm going to do is I have a standing order on my whenever it becomes my turn to choose and also the like when free guy becomes streamable and it's my first time to choose after that happens that's going to be my movie all right that's fine but i was just saying we gave you pushback that's fine off camera last time because Brandon, I'm not going to spend forty dollars just for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine, uh, but the, yeah, actually, that's what I'm. I'm excited to see it. I mean, I am too. I think it, I think it has a, it's a really great concept. Yeah, and it's Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Guy doesn't miss. Yeah, and it, I also love that the like the bulky. You've probably seen pictures. There's a bulky um, Ryan Reynolds character. And he's got a tattoo of a blue shirt on his chest. 
And it just reminds me too much of my own smiley face tattoo on my chest. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, um, I will, okay. There we're was quick. a great. Uh, oh, go ahead, Austin. Uh, oh no! If you're if you're going to play off that, go ahead. No, 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 no. You 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 were speaking for us. Oh no! So I was saying, like, I've been doing the audiobook thing, and I have listened completely through um, the first three books of the Bible verse, and I don't know if I'm going to go on to the fourth, but. I really enjoyed. I honestly didn't even know there was a fourth. Yeah, there's a fourth. And it started off with Grey Head's theme, kind of petered off. Right. And, right. And it just kind of like, I feel like I'm listening to a bunch of jargon now. But I mean, if you want to listen to the first one, if you like Project Hail Mary, go listen to the first one, get into the second one, and push your way through the third one. I think you can probably call it quits after that. Yeah, it's like. It's like you go to Chipotle, right? And you're really hungry, and that first burrito just slaps. And then you're like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get a second one and take it home. And you start eating the second burrito, and it's still pretty good after a couple of bites, but it's like, oh, this is, this is, this is a task. And then the burrito's looking at you, looking back at you, like, finish me, you coward. So you just like power through it, and you feel miserable afterwards. That's kind of what. To me, at least, what the Bob and First books were like after reading. I thought, I thought you were about to say you got a third burrito. <laughs> I was like, what kind of person are you? <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, I would agree on the analogy. Um, you you just you just reminded me. I just finished the audiobook of the seventh Harry Potter, and then watched. Uh, the two movies for the seventh Harry Potter. And so now I've listened to all of the Harry Potters and that was really fun to do actually. You're a wizard, Harry. (laughs) Anyways, there was a great opportunity to segue into, uh, actually, no, we don't even have that. We have to do question of the week first. So never mind. Yeah. I was going to say there was a great opportunity to segue into Brandon's choice next week, but I almost skipped a segment. So Brandon on on, on the spot. Okay. Um, <laughs> if like, you, that was like the guts theme song. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys were Spider Man, how would you have a steady income? Um, I would be like, how steady does it have to be? Like, do I have to make rent in New York? Or, I mean, you're Spider Man. It can be as steady as you want it to be, really. Like you can fucking, you can do whatever you I don't want. Oh, rent! I think that I think that's a pretty decent benchmark. Having to make rent in New York. Well, I'm just saying, like you're you have superpowers. It, it depends how how morally corrupt you're willing to get. Well, I'm not going to be very uh, morally corrupt as a previous job I used to have is I think I'd be the fastest, fastest, freest, fast um, Jim John's delivery driver, Uber, whatever, Uber Eats, you're, you're, you're whatever. Doing, you're doing what the Tobey Maguire one did. He was a yeah, pizza you're doing, you're doing pizza guy. delivery. <laughs> well, pizza time. Okay. Okay. I, I mean, except he did except it. Except Jimmy John's time. It. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm just saying, an elevator ride up to like the 50th floor is a long way. If you can, if you can web your way up there, figure it out. Yeah. 
now okay so am i am i me or am i like peter parker i don't know because if i'm peter parker he's also like a genius scientist so like okay you're you okay i'm me you get bit by Spider Man. Listen, I've I've actually been thinking about this because I was kind of sort of hoping that the COVID vaccine would give me at least like a little bit of a superpower, and like what I would do if I woke up with superpowers. Hey, um, you still have hope for the when we get the third booster shot. Maybe that'll get you. Make a steady income, Spider Man. <laughs> My mind just went to being a carnival strongman. <laughs> hey, you could be a freak show. Yeah, you could be a yeah, like spin. Then, then I would completely out myself as Spider Man, so I couldn't fight crime. You have the mask on the whole time, but they just have to pay you. Mark, um, how did yours not go to wrestling? What the hell? Because there's I, more to wrestling than just being strong and having a cool suit. You're taking too long, Mark. This is supposed to be a quick on the spot. I can give you my answer if you'd like. What's yours? Uh, I would do kind of like a Robin Hood thing. Like I'd find all the the rich guys that are like that are morally corrupt and just fucking steal from them. And not give to the poor, just give to yourself. No, I'd give I'd give to the poor. I'd steal enough that I'd keep my own shit, but I'd I'd, I'd donate a bunch. So you're a villain. So no. you'd be a villain. Nope. You're stealing. You're still stealing. I'm stealing from rich bad guys who are stealing their own stuff. Well, in that in that same vein, I could just give them the old razzle dazzle and steal from the ultimate bad guy, Banks, and give to myself. Who's Banks? And and like Banks, like Bank of America, Chase Bank. Oh, the bank. people that control all control of our loans and all of our. I thought you were saying bank as as if it was a person, um, like Agent Cody Banks. Yeah, yeah, and then like like steal as like an alter ego, only use some powers as the alter ego, and then swoop in as Spider Man and kind of like save the day. Ooh, that's a good call. Yeah, just have like, like return, like return, like like steal a shit ton of money and return like. 75% of it. <laughs> you know, so if I steal a million dollars but keep 250 for myself, yeah. Oh, I can I can only get back this much. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, he'd be a great window. He would be a great window washer. Really? Yeah, yeah, but getting up there is just dirtying the windows more. Maybe. This would also be my opportunity to be a gentleman thief. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'd probably use I'd, I'd arbitrarily use not arbitrarily um, ambiguously use my uh, use my powers. A little, little bit of good, a little bit of, a, a a decent amount of good, a little bit of evil. To quote uh, to quote one of my uh, favorite independent wrestlers, Danhausen, very nice, very evil. <laughs> Perfect. Um, now we can go into what we're doing next week yep so next week uh we're gonna do nobody the movie of bob odenkirk um get well bob can't wait for better call saul uh final season 
Was that season five is the final season? Uh, yeah, I think it's season five. Amazing series. If you've not seen it, see that. If you have not seen Breaking Bad, I don't know what you're doing. See that first, but then go see Breaking or Better Call Saul because Better Call Saul is resident lawyer approved. Yeah, and it's Kim is a fucking badass, but um, just the whole show. I think it's almost as good as Breaking Bad, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. I think it's like right there. I think it's like ninety nine percent of what Breaking Bad was. Brandon, can I ask? I I watched like the first three episodes when Start the first season slow. came out. It starts slow, I promise, but it gets better. Okay, okay. And, and it does. First... It's it's certainly I can I can even vouch for this, Austin. And I'm not big on watching lawyer stuff, but I can definitely vouch for this. And, and the first like season or two of this, they start kind of like goofy or silly or whatever. It gets it gets dark, you know. Like it's it gets to the it gets to the part like the breaking bad type theme pretty like after probably end of season one, beginning of season two or something like that. I, I haven't done a rewatch of it, which I want to do sometime. Add to your watch list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So then do we also have a, a top five queued up? Cause I would love to know what this could possibly be for a movie you haven't seen uh i don't know actually um i do you guys have recommendations for what a top five could be i haven't seen it either so i hardly know anything about the movie we we don't always we don't always announce the top five on on this beforehand so we don't need well i mean basically the premise is the guy how i explain it to you guys is like it's it's a guy that does something though i'm not I'm not spoiling anything. It's just a guy that you watch in the previews. It's just that it's somebody that does something badass in the past. And then he lives a normal life. And then he becomes badass again. And so I don't know how to do that. There's only a few movies that do that. Um, Nobody in John Wick. Oh, the equalizer with Denzel. Come on now. And the accountant, but whatever. Um, okay. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. All right, fine. Yeah. Brian's got to pick it though, so get I'll, to I'll thinking. Figure, I'll Lurch. Think, I'll think of it. I call Brian Lurch because he's very tall. Everybody, just so you know. Come on, that's that's rude. You're heightest. Calling me heightest. Yeah. Someone shorter than you. I think that's you being heightest, actually, but whatever. It's 2021. Okay. Um, anyways, anything else on the docket? Nope. Austin? Nope. I really wish I could put like a cool like web shooter like sound effect into this right now, but I can try. Leave a one, two, three. All right, there was the web shooter. Now go. I'll, I'll, I'll do it in, in post-production. <laughs> a swip. A swip. All right. Ladies and gents, we're going to see you next time. Not necessarily sure if it's going to be next week, but we will see you next time. But we will be back because with great podcast comes great responsibility. That's been Brandon. That's been Austin. I've been Mark. 
This was Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. 